Welcome to Israel Mosaic, Land People's Story. I'm your host, Koro Tarod, and I'm coming to you from the Galilee, where my wife and I live. Thank you for joining me today. On today's podcast, I'll be sharing about an epidemic of chronic disease in children. The Act of 1986, Natural Immunity, and Scripture Verses of Encouragement for the Ongoing Battle we are all in for the future of our children. God's love for all children. Many people in the listening audience have grown up in Sunday school singing the popular children's song, Jesus Loves the Little Children. But the God of the Bible demonstrates that love expressively to his beloved youth in the writings of the New Testament. In the Gospels, we see the very heart of God as it pertains to the young ones and the innocents. In Matthew chapter 18, verse 1, it says, At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, Truly, I tell you, unless you change, and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. In Mark chapter 10, verse 13, it says, And they were bringing children to him, that he might take them in his arms. And the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. Two thousand years later, 54% of children in the United States have chronic diseases. We're looking at the sickest generation in history. According to respected nephrologist Dr. Susan Humphreys, medical history has shown that diseases are eliminated when communities have access to clean water, sanitation, and proper nutrition. The questions that must be asked are, Why then are so many children experiencing debilitating chronic illnesses like autism, juvenile diabetes, cancer, allergies, and a host of other conditions? And what is causing this epidemic of sickness in the United States and around the world? nineteen eighty six the year that changed everything for many people nineteen eighty six was the year they remember the worst nuclear disaster in history chernobyl experienced a power plant catastrophe when a reactor exploded releasing radioactive material all across europe others remember the space shuttle challenger disintegrating 
in 73 seconds after launching, killing all seven astronauts on board. I remember the summer of 1986 as the time when my family and I relocated to the island of Jamaica, the land of my birth. However, few people may be aware or remember when the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act that was signed into law by the late Ronald Reagan in 1986 became an historic bill that was designated to eliminate the potential financial liability of vaccine manufacturers due to vaccine injury claims. In an article called Vaccine Injury Compensation Program, Ethical Issue and Vaccines, it states that in the 1970s and 1980s, the number of lawsuits brought against vaccine manufacturers increased dramatically. Manufacturers made large payouts to individuals and families claiming vaccine injury. In this environment of increased litigation, mounting legal fees, and large jury records, many pharmaceutical companies left the vaccine business. By the end of 1984, only one U.S. company still manufactured the DPT vaccine, and other vaccines were also losing manufacturers. All that changed in October of 1986, when the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act was signed into law. No longer were pharmaceutical companies liable for injuries from vaccines. Big pharmaceutical companies felt entitled and empowered and without any accountability started to produce new vaccines at an alarmingly increasing rate for children. They were suddenly untouchable with no worries, fears, or concerns that they would ever be sued for vaccine injuries. An Interview with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. In an interview with Joni Lamb from the Daystar Network, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. shares that 1989 was the year the vaccine schedule exploded because Congress made it illegal to sue a vaccine company. Suddenly, there was a gold rush by four big vaccine makers to add vaccines to the schedule. They had a product where there would be no advertising cost because it was mandated to 78 million American children. There was no safety testing or marketing cost involved. Ironically, 1989 was the year an epidemic began of a whole parade of chronic diseases. The United States Department of Health and Human Services says that if you were born prior to 1989, your chance of having a chronic disease is 12%. If you were born after 1989, your chance of having a chronic disease is 54%. What are those chronic diseases? They are neurodevelopmental diseases known as ADD. ADHD, speech delay, tics, Tourette syndrome, sudden infant death syndrome, which suddenly appeared with the DTP vaccine, Tourette syndrome, narcolepsy, autism spectrum disorder, and autism were not even in the medical books 
prior to the DTP vaccine. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said he never heard of eczema as a kid. Now it's everywhere. And there are autoimmune diseases whose biggest categories are rheumatoid arthritis and juvenile diabetes. RFK Jr. went on to explain that he got three vaccines as a child, but today, children are mandated to take 72 doses of 16 vaccines before the age of 18 if they want to enjoy their constitutional rights for an education. Otherwise, they are deprived of that. He went on to explain that the three vaccine companies that he got his shots from were making $200 million a year when he was young. Today, they make $60 billion a year selling mandatory vaccines, and they are also making $500 billion selling those treatments for the injuries that are caused by those same vaccines. These companies continue to sell us diabetes medication, anti-seizure drugs, Adderall, Concerta, Ritalin, albuterol inhalers, and EpiPens. RFK Jr. said that if you look at the top 20 blockbuster drugs from these four companies, all of those illnesses that those drugs purport to treat are illnesses that are listed as vaccine side effects on that company's own vaccine inserts. In a very powerful documentary entitled The Truth About Vaccines, a mother who had a vaccine-injured child shared what she asked her doctor. She said, What makes you so confident that these vaccines that you are giving day in and day out are safe and that they're not harming kids? The doctor responded, Because the pharmaceutical representatives tell me they are safe. These are the same pharmaceutical companies that have benefited from no liability and no accountability. When these vaccines are administered, parents are given a consent form to sign, but they are not informed about the possible risk, benefits, or alternative choices that they have. Parents are unaware of the potential dangers listed on every vaccine insert and don't even know they can ask to see an insert. RFK Jr. goes on to explain that the vaccine program was launched as a national security defense against biological attacks on the United States. RFK Jr. said, If the Russians attacked us, they wanted us to make sure that we could formulate and deploy a vaccine to 200 million civilians with no regulatory impediments. But they recognized that if they called vaccines a quote-unquote medicine, they would have to do a placebo-controlled, randomized testing which takes five years. So they call them something else. They call them quote-unquote biologics, and then biologics were exempted from safety testing. None of them have ever been tested against placebo by the CDC. And the science indicates that indeed, many of those vaccines, if not all of them, are causing more injuries than they are avoiding. The Contents of Vaccines Vaccines contain toxic materials, such as adjuvants like mercury and aluminum, which are appallingly 
neurotoxic. Mercury is the most neurotoxic element in the universe that is not radioactive. Aluminum is an adjuvant in many of the vaccines that are given to kids in America. RFK Jr. explained that if you inject any living thing with aluminum and a protein, it will have a permanent allergy to that. The hepatitis B vaccine has one of the highest amounts of aluminum in it. This vaccine is administered to newborns and young infants within the first hour of birth. There are also moral and religious objectives to the human fetal tissue that is in vaccines. Aborted human fetuses are used to grow the viruses to create vaccines. Animal tissues, including monkey, cocker spaniel, and insect tissues are used to create vaccines and contain retroviruses in those tissues that are spreading into the human genome. Some of them are carcinogenic, like SV40 and N-Virus 40. There have never been any studies by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention on these individual ingredients on what happens when you inject them. And there have been no studies by the CDC on the vaccine schedule as a whole. In the paraphrased words of RFK Jr., a vaccination has never been proven to have saved a person's life in any study or medical research report. A study by Dr. Paul Thomas. Some doctors and scientists have been willing to risk their reputations in order to seek the truth. One of those doctors is Dr. Paul Thomas, respected pediatrician and child advocate who conducted two studies in his practice of over 3,300 patients comparing vaccinated children to unvaccinated children over a 10 and a half year period. What he found from his study was astounding. He had 2,700 vaccinated kids and 560 unvaccinated children who were age matched and he compared them. At the end of the study, he found that the vaccinated children developed asthma, allergic rhinitis, eczema, sinusitis, gastroenteritis, respiratory infections, ear infections, conjunctivitis, breathing difficulties, behavioral issues, and attention deficit hyperactive disorder. Meanwhile, the unvaccinated children were far less sick in comparison, and his findings revealed there were no cases of ADD or ADHD among his unvaccinated patients. It became one of the largest vaccinated versus unvaccinated studies of a specific population ever published in a peer-reviewed journal. Because of his honesty and transparency, the Oregon Medical Board suspended Thomas's license. In an interview with the High Wire's Dell Bigtree, Dr. Paul Thomas said there are hundreds of articles showing that overstimulation of the immune system when children are very young, called immune activation, ignites neurodevelopmental problems and tips the immune system into autoimmunity and allergy. In fact, a large and growing body of literature shows that today's highly vaccinated children 
are the sickest generation in history. There are mechanisms that have been found to activate the immune system into allergy and autoimmunity. One of them is the aluminum in the vaccines. Another mechanism is administering too many vaccines too soon, which causes immune activation, igniting a multitude of immune dysfunctions. Dr. Thomas states, the situation as it currently stands, he says, is tragic. The Rise of Special Needs Children When I was a special needs teacher in New York, I was asked a question that I was never able to answer my entire teaching career until now. The person said, and I am paraphrasing their words, what is causing there to be so many autistic and special needs students? At the time of the question, I had no definitive and concrete answer. Years later, my wife and I would discover, through the Children's Health Defense, who explained to us that the special needs children that I taught for years were mostly vaccine-injured students. Their classifications of being labeled emotionally and learning disabled, ADD, ADHD, Asperger's syndrome, and many more categories have a root and a direct cause due to the vaccine campaigns across America, which skyrocketed after the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act was introduced in 1986, which became law. In 2011, in a landmark case, the United States Supreme Court ruled that vaccines are quote-unquote unavoidably unsafe. When I found out the reason why so many of my students were classified special needs, it revolutionized my whole teaching worldview. From Patients to Students In the paraphrased words of Dr. Henry Illy, we must transition from being patients to being students regarding our health. There's a disease health continuum that we are all a part of. Medical doctors are not healers. All doctors should be teaching us how to take care of ourselves long-term proper nutrition, and healthy lifestyle, not promoting codependency and perpetual drug and pharmaceutical usage in a system that has no real answers. We as students must do our own research because doctors, including pediatricians, do not study about vaccines or vaccine injury in medical schools. There needs to be a transparency, accountability, and honesty in regards to vaccines. As we have seen over the past few years, we cannot always trust government agencies to tell us the truth about what is best for our health. We must advocate for ourselves. Natural Immunity Dr. Ben Tapper was once quoted as saying, the whole vaccination paradigm is based on the theory that the body is inherently flawed, weak, and deficient. But in reality, the body is more capable of healing itself than Big Pharma and our government has permitted us to believe. French-Canadian medical doctor Guilain Langteau said, and I quote, Vaccination encourages medical dependence. 
and reinforces belief in the inefficacy of the body. It creates people who need permanent assistance. It replaces the confidence one has in oneself with a blind confidence in others outside ourselves. It leads to a loss of personal dignity, in addition to making us financially dependent. It draws us into the vicious cycle of sickness, of fear, poverty, submission, and in this way envisions the submission of the herd so as to better dominate and exploit it, and then lead them to the slaughter. End quote. Dr. Susan Humphreys, respected nephrologist, was quoted in an interview and said, Fear is used to stimulate the masses to take vaccines. End quote. In 2004, CDC Director of the Division of Immunization Services, Dr. Lance Rodewald, said in a New York Times article, and I quote, Frightening parents about the consequences of failing to vaccinate their children will most likely be part of the campaign. End quote. Dr. Humphreys goes on to say, No vaccines increase the health of a population because vaccines do not increase the health of a human. There is nothing in a vaccine that our bodies actually require. We don't require aluminum, mercury, polysorbate 80, and formaldehyde. And those are some of the things that are commonly found in vaccines. She also said, There is no nutritive effect of a vaccine, and the process of vaccines defies the natural function of the immune system of every living being. Dr. Humphreys goes on to say, What really keeps us healthy is a strong immune system. The importance of proper nutrition, hand washing, and clean and running water, vitamin C, vitamin D3, and selenium all help to prevent and fight against disease and keep the immune system functioning properly. Answers for those recovering from vaccines. If you are listening to this podcast and your child has been injured due to heavy metal toxicity from a vaccine which has caused a cognitive impairment, there is help out there for you. He or she can get chelation therapy detoxification. If your child is nonverbal, there is an organization called Growing Kids Therapy Center that offers dedicated teachers who train non-speaking children to spell to communicate. If your child has been injured, there are ways to detoxify. The use of bentonite clay and activated charcoal, zeolite, fulvic, and humic acids are helpful detoxifiers. There are naturopathic detoxification protocols that are widely available for all vaccine injuries. You don't have to face this challenging obstacle alone. Help is out there. Made in God's image and likeness. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 says that mankind was made in the image and likeness of God. God gave us a tremendous immune system to be able to resist and fight off diseases. The psalmist David tells us in Psalm 139 verse 14 that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God's heart and desire is to protect his children, the ones on earth 
and the ones in the wombs of their mothers. Jesus in Matthew chapter 19 verse 13 says, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for such is the kingdom of heaven. In these end of days, we need to be careful about what we put in our bodies and in the bodies of our children. If we are undecided and having difficulty knowing what to do, there is a scripture verse that provides wisdom for situations that we may be confronted with. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, it says, Or don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? Join me next time on Israel Mosaic, Land People's Story, when I will bring you more news from the land. See you soon.